You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced. It's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome back. Episode 28 of the Old Fashioned Podcast. As always, and by always, I mean as of last week, I am joined by my co-hosts, <laughs> Clintus and Mike. What's going on, guys? We did it. Hello. Back-to-back episodes. That's right. Mike, would you like to say anything to the general public who doubted that we could do back-to-back episodes? <clears throat> yeah, fuck are you. There it is. That's what I wanted. <laughs> fuck are you. Fuck are you. <laughs> well we are back for episode 28 but clintus since mike and i finished what are you sipping on over there well yeah the three hour time difference this is gonna be fun uh this is this is a king's coast coffee i'm drinking the darkness blend which is my personal favorite over there Ooh. at kingscoastcoffee.com i don't drink tim's coffee it's mainly out of principle but that's just me <laughs> i got i got aztec and in, in, in the queue that's aztec next and next in the queue my pro my flavor profile changed so much since we started this company. I think I've gone through probably three or four runs of different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm on that tiger. Oh, that tiger gold is just I- I'm still a lamplighter man. Lamp How's that feel as a Flyers choice. fan to constantly have to look at the Gordon's Islanders? It's confusing. Fishing? It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, now it's just I'm... a lighthouse. Right. <clears throat> I will say I know though, what it stands for though. So mm. I'm very excited about the what you guys' announcement this week. Yeah, we announced cold brew. Um, yes. So we, we invested in a cold brew unit. So we have it in-house. And uh, basically, we'll be doing runs of cold brew. We have a canning partner, but we can produce the, the cold brew in-house. We don't have to go to uh, uh, someone to make it after we make the, uh, the coffee. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting because we can control it more. We'll be able to produce it more. Um, so the cans roughly run, I think it's 900 four-packs per run, something like that, if I remember correctly. Which breaks out to quick math, yeah, about thirty, yeah, about thirty six hundred cans per run. So, um, based on previous sales, we should be doing it monthly ish, maybe every five six weeks. Nice. Monthly. As someone but, who lives in Arizona, when it gets hot and we're getting going into the hell season, I love me some cold brew. I love me some cold brew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's exciting to get back to cold brew. We didn't do cold brew last year, which completely was. I wasn't happy about it, but we needed to, excuse me, prepare for this run of cold brew. So, uh, yeah, we've spent a lot of time doing that, investing in the equipment and um, learning how to use it, which was a hilarious conversation when we were at the Coffee Expo this weekend where they're like, I don't know, just going to fill it up and wing it. 
Uh, so <laughs> glad to see there's so much professionalism in the industry. Uh, you know, who, you know who we're dealing with. So uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and on that note, we were talking before we were recording about. I was telling them how Wayne gets hangry when he doesn't have a plan for dinner. So we were down in, in Seaport, Boston area by the convention center, walking around, and uh, Wayne was just getting mad. And Pete and I were just like, <laughs> my kid does the same thing. No big deal. <laughs> Yikes. And then we were talking about how, you know, the uh, Mike was saying as, as a former chef, how difficult it probably is to find a place you enjoy eating. And then we went on a rant about, you know, smoking meats and stuff and how the more more I fine tune my diet to what I'm supposed to be eating, the more I make stuff at home and I dial in the recipes so it's better than what I eat out, the harder it is to go, you know, just, okay, we're going to eat here. Uh, everything yeah. they have is shitty. Yeah. That's how my wife is. Because for her, it's more of like the prices. Like she'll like go to a restaurant and look at the menu and she's like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, X amount of dollars. She's like, I could have made two meals or we could have made, I could have fed four of us and had leftovers the next day. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't have to stand in the kitchen and like chop and cut and grade. And she's like, but I like it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I was like always therapy. told if you, if you get something good, like if you, if you have one meal that you just absolutely love, either the way you make it or your significant other makes it, whatever the case may be, don't, don't ever order it out because it will never meet your expectations and you will feel like you wasted your money every time mm -hmm. or something new. Mm -hmm. There's very few places I can have a steak because once I figured out how to make steak on on the smoker with a reverse sear, ruined steak everywhere. I went, where was it? Oh, it was at Disney with Danielle. And I got a steak at, at the, the steakhouse in Canada, La Cellier, and it was like... Oh, well, like, Canadian steaks, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I could have made this better. <laughs> Cam. I could have made this better freaking Cam, dude. I blame him for that experience. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah, so the more... for Even for Easter, <clears throat> I'm smoking ribs. Ooh. I'm Ooh. gonna smoke ribs and I'm gonna grill uh uh salmon on cedar plank. That's nice. That's what nice. we're doing this weekend. Easter. Yeah. What? Well, my son and I because uh, my, my my daughter and my wife were going to Chicago for volleyball. So it's just the son and I this weekend. And my wife's not a big seafood. My wife's not a seafood person at all. So anytime it's just him and I, or anytime it's it's me and the and or the kids without the wife, it's always seafood, sushi. So we're doing all you can eat sushi tomorrow night. There's a new sushi place opened up. It's all you can eat sushi. We're taking them to that and then i said this weekend we'll do some kind of fish and i'm like i i was looking i was like salmon on cedar plank we haven't done that in a while so that's exactly yes. what we're doing that's the way to do it i mm -hmm. i actually bought a bunch of cedar planks because you can buy them pre-packaged from mm -hmm. whole foods and whatnot but i found a, a website that sells a bunch of cedar planks so i just started buying a bunch and you just throw them on the grill for like 15 minutes ish until you gotta yep. do the touch test with your knuckle mm -hmm. um it comes out great although Salmon in the air fryer is better than the grill. Why? It has a stigma where you're, if I, sh if you know, because we don't have an air fryer built into our oven or anything, so I got to pull it down. I don't have an air fryer, food. period. So you need cheap. one. might get one. I know. I know I need one. Yeah. Just we keep talking one. about it. So we, we, um, you know, we br bring in the air fryer. If I did that on Easter on Sunday when everyone's like dressed up and my wife would be like, no, you put it on the grill. Do not take <laughs> the air fryer out. Because this huge hunk of equipment that i'd have to leave out on the counter so i'm just gonna grill but on the air fryer salmon is mm. better than it is on the grill 100 percent. Mm. i might buy i might have to buy like just a small small fillet and just throw it in there just to test it try it, it. Yeah. i never would have thought of that do it it's, it's a great it idea amazing white fish in the air fryer blows okay um unless you bread it first if you bread it then and you can do it right i still have not dialed in breading on the air fryer as opposed to breading and then doing a, a drop fryer because 
it's two different ways of breading. Um, the internet claims it's not. I call bullshit because I've tried it on chicken. I've tried it on so many different things, and it's just it does not work. Uh, um, the the wife and I tried to do chicken karage, which is like a traditional Japanese dish where you yep it doesn't do it in the air fryer. Like it's it's horrible. It's still floury, bastardized. You gotta you gotta actually drop it in the oil. So we haven't figured it out either. So if you find out, tell us. I think that is the seasoning on the karage and the way it's prepared in that style. It, you know, some things need to be fried. They need to be fried in oil. They cannot be yeah, fried by air. That makes so sense. I think that's the major difference with with the chicken karage or something like that. Um, it's just the way it's cooked. Like I don't think you could make, um, you know, uh, uh, what's it called, tempura, like shrimp or anything like that in the air fryer. It's the way they cook it. That's what makes yeah. it tempura. So, mm. yeah, it's just a little, little, little different. But um, yeah, Mike, you need to get an air fryer. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've been talking about it, but since we moved, it's like, why do I want to bring another piece of equipment into the house? But she might just do it because her parents will probably use it as well. So when you move into the next house, you should see if you can get an oven with an air fryer built yeah, into well, it. That's what Tim has. And it is like heaven. Yeah, way better. Man, my, my buddy. <clears throat> so I started running again. I hate running. I hate my buddy's running. real big into fasted running. You ever do that? I don't like the way that sounds, so I'm gonna. Say well, that. it's it sounds horrible, but holy shit, dude, he shredded weight, fast, shredded weight, just wakes well, up. I won't. Well, I so I did. I I started doing. I'll do it fasted because I usually work out fasted, but I uh, I did two mile. I woke up this morning. I did two mile run, and then on the way back, I did like a little bit of like a hit. So I would do you know a distance of sprinting immediately, drop down, do some push ups, and then like. You know, walk it out, then sprint, drop down, sit ups, whatever the case may be. The two miles back, came home, and immediately jumped into recording. But I have discovered, when you were younger, you only did hot showers, right? Only hot showers. I did cold shower during football. Dude, I'm so into cold showers right now. Yeah, I used to do cold baths too. Like, don't even nudge it up; just cold. No, wow. I used to. Do, there was a point uh, yes. too. I wouldn't do my whole body, but for baseball, when I was when I started pitching my senior year, I started doing ice baths for my arm. I wish I could do ice baths. I don't have anywhere around here where I could do that. Oh, we just so made I ourselves. Just, I just jump in the shower, just <clears throat> cold. There was nothing. an ice machine. It is so refreshing. the The school cafeteria kitchen was like right upstairs from the locker room, so we would literally go and get a bucket of ice, and we would make our own because we had the bathtubs in the locker room. Oh, that works. And we just dump it in and, you know, put the water in and then come back 15 minutes later, you know, hop in. And then for baseball season, it was the same locker room, so I used to just, uh, you know, I'd make a smaller one and just, like, kind of lean into it with my arm yeah. like this. And, you know, it was... Uh... But, yeah, it, ice it... baths are really good for you. Have you done cryo? No, I want to. <clears throat> I want to really bad and the uh um I, I guess the science on it is still mixed uh but for the most part it's just benefit i mean uh, most of what i'm reading is just beneficial tim and tim swears by it he he loves cryo i also want to do there's a place here you can do the salt water float that's that's not necessarily free that's more mental than for your body yeah well um it, but yeah you could argue they put you in one they put you in the deprivation tank, and then you just float on the water because it's yeah. So I'd much be down. Salt. I'd fall asleep. But I'm <laughs> oh, telling no, you, man. Out. I'm t- uh, cold showers, most refreshing, hands down, the most refreshing ever. Like I, I used to uh, in catering too. I would take cold showers. Um, like if I had to work, I remember specifically I feel cleaner. 
Well, when they did the wedding, um, the, the Indian wedding uh, down at the pier, it was three setup days. We literally took one of the piers in New York City and turned it into four rooms. Because if you don't know how an Indian wedding works, it's like it's a procedure through mm. different spaces as you know they go to each oh, part. Cool. It's very similar to a traditional like American wedding, but okay. it's it's a little more um, formalized. And you know, obviously, there's some cultural differences. But you have your ceremony mm. space. I forget what the second space was. Then you have your kind of reception, and then you have your like. There's all of these things that need to take place. So it was mm. four, we turned an, a big empty open pier into four rooms, cool <clears throat> for this wedding. So I was there for three days for setup. And the last day, I, I slept on a table because um, I didn't leave for two and a half hours. So I was on a folding table with no blanket, curled up on the water in New York City <laughs> in like April. And uh, um, I remember they were like, go shower, go back to the office or go back cause to my apartment like an hour or two before the wedding or a few hours before. And I was like, are you sure I can leave? Because they're like, yeah, you look like death. Um, so I went home and I remember like, oh, I just need to shock my system. So I just went whoop. And I was like, oh, yeah. we're back. You just got to jump in. Just jump in. <laughs> oh, so no, wait, I was you... in and turned the water on. <laughs> yes. Do you do these? So is this just for like a post-workout thing? Or are you taking cold showers now just on any given Sunday? In general, I'm just taking cold showers. Okay. It's but after a workout. Muscle, it's good for yeah, muscle especially. recovery, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't know that a shower necessarily can get to the the temperature necessary to see... I guess faster recovery. I have no idea. I doubt it. Like, if I was to venture a guess, I would say that a cold shower probably you're not going to get the benefits as as you would in an ice bath or a cryo. Probably way better. But just from a standpoint of, I keep saying it, it freshing. I feel way cleaner, especially in a hot shower. Immediately after, I sweat. I sweat, so I'm getting out of the shower and I'm still sweating from the shower, and I'm like, that's kind of counterproductive. Yeah, it also shocks oh. your immune system, and it actually like has an immune response. That makes sense. So yep. that so is that the cryo? Like, is there is there a temperature? Cryo specifically. Cryo has cryo a, brings you down to a cold shower. So is. yeah, cryo brings you down to about thirty six. I think it's thirty six ish degrees. Okay, so that's where you see benefits for for like muscle tissue. Yeah, because it's it's essentially if you think after a workout, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to do hot cold compress fifteen Correct. minutes or so off if you have like muscle aches and stuff. So if you think when you take an ice pack out of the freezer, how cold that is, you know, and mm -hmm. obviously it warms up as, as it makes contact with your skin and it's out of the, the freezer. And then you're supposed to switch to like heating pad or something like that. 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off. And it's supposed to loosen your muscles and, you know, alleviate that soreness or that mm -hmm. pain. So if you think about it, it's just doing what the ice pack does on your entire body except your head. Right. So and the then, shower itself is just a refreshing element. Not so much... I wouldn't benefit. say it's the road to full body recovery, but it's definitely good for your muscles. Because even a hot shower after a hard workout, it's like it soothes your muscles. Still good. Yeah. So, yeah, the 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 phrase we used to use on the if you'd sweating after the shower is like the shower didn't take. Didn't, didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what we used to say. Um, has anyone else suffering from allergies right now, or is that like I'm a, starting to man? I need to get some Flonase up my nose holes. When is it allergy season in Arizona, Clintus? Yeah, yeah. The last couple of days have been really windy. And that's really what it is, because like we have a very short winter, right? Like I always joke that in January it's finally fall because the all the leaves are falling off mm -hmm. the trees in January. Same here. And then two months later, it's warm enough and we got our first like big rain and everything. And now it's like everything's green again. It's so, like all the trees are back to green. 
and flowers are blooming and you know because wow we just normally would be coming off of a uh, spring training right because mlb just started so like for the whole month of march it's like oh sweet let's go watch some baseball you know we always take the lawn seats just because it's like it's not sitting in a chair watching baseball work like in the lawn we're laying down we're you know drinking beer and there's it's inevitable there's always i like got one or two day there where it's like yeah the allergies hit you because it's the first time being outside you know and that's how it is right now it's the wind is crazy so it's like we had my daughter's yeah. beach volleyball uh last two days and it's just been so windy so you come back home and your eyes are all yeah but like in general i my allergies have gotten way better the last couple of years mm -hmm. where i don't seem like i i have allergies as much whereas my wife does but then there's days like yesterday where like the wind just kicked it up and it's just it hits me for sure mm. i feel it i am i when i was in new york i wouldn't get it too bad the older i got and then when i moved here it was like getting hit by a truck and there have been certain years where it's worse. This is one of the worst because I just had it two months ago. It was like, Bleh. and now this week and last week I've had it, but it's not so aggressive. It's more annoying than anything. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think we're coming out of it now because like there's not a thick layer of yellow pollen on my car when I come out in the morning. Um, you know, I was going like <laughs> this on the car. I was like, oh God in heaven. Or I don't, you've probably seen the video of that tree in Florida that, getting yep, shook yep. like Bukaki this just... fucking everywhere it's just like <laughs> <laughs> you're like terrific um so uh yeah it's it's been it's been fun but mike you're probably getting it now and gonna have to suffer for like a month or so right yeah for a significant amount of time yeah it'll probably be probably a couple months it you just think after how many years of human evolution allergies wouldn't be uh an issue anymore and but apparently the pollen adapts <laughs> That's what I read. Oh. <laughs> so nature is still trying to kill us. Yes, that's great. That's great. Hey, if I was nature, I'd try to kill us too. We're the most destructive uh, force on the planet at this point. Damn. I would say we just like to party. It's completely different. You like to party, Mr. <laughs> I slammed 75 Miller Lights on Saturday night. I don't know why. Miller Lights just go down easy. Have you ever had a pickleback? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Was that your first time having a pickleback? I've never had a pickleback. Interesting. Yeah, man. We did Jameson. I love how you told it to our group and Rob was like, that sounds disgusting. And I'm like, oh my God, the things you tell us you would eat. We send, <laughs> we send those videos to the group chat, the old WRS one, Clintus. You know those videos where you're watching on like TikTok or something? You're like, no one should eat that. It's those mm -hmm. like, let me get creative. And it comes out being disgusting for the most part. <laughs> we put those videos in there and Rob's like, I'd eat that. You know you would too, and we're like, no, we wouldn't, Rob. Just you. <laughs> That's the point. Just you. And then, so Mike's like, oh, I had a pickleback last night, and he's like, that sounds disgusting. And Wayne tells him what it is. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And Wayne and I are both like, it's weird, but it's good. It yeah, is. No, no, definitely not. Okay. It is absolutely insane how it erases the taste of anything. Yep. Like, erases. Yep. I yeah, do Jameson. And it's I like, do pickle oh. juice in my uh, Bloody Marys. Ooh. So Amen. we leave the um we leave the because my wife is obsessed with pickles. So she I just drink pickle the, juice out of the jar. Fuck it. She leaves me the pickle juice in in a in a mason jar in the fridge. Pickle purchases. And then um as long as it's grillos, because I don't want any other pickle juice. So as long as she gets grillos, she pours it in the jar and then we just use that for bloody Marys. Hell yeah. So next time you hear Mike, I got plenty of pickle juice for you to do pickle dice. Yes. yes. Plenty of bourbon. Yes. We're gonna, try get, I, we're gonna try and get both of you here at the same time. I'm thinking dangerous. Here's what I'm thinking. 
is we should bring Clintus in for the Halloween festivities this year. Oh, yes. I'm down. We yes. want to do Universal, Clintus, because we did Bush Gardens last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to the episode. I heard all about it. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, you know. We, we, so I'm thinking, like, maybe we'll have you out for, for that. That was Universal. so fun, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd be down. I'd love that. Hollywood level scaring. Ben's going to shit his pants. Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> I can't wait. Ben is literally going to shit his pants. Tim's walking along, just soaking it all in. Nothing faces him. It's incredible. No. Like, I'm somewhere in the middle where you jump out of me and I'm like, oh, you know, right. or I, I kept going, how you doing? But sometimes I throw my fists up as a natural reaction. <laughs> Ben's like screaming like like he's being tortured. And Tim's just like, yeah, whatever. And just keeps walking. Yeah, you're no fun, Tim. <laughs> what a killjoy that, that Mr. Havelock is. <laughs> For real. It's a personality, too. When you think of, when you think of Ben and, and Tim, like, as, a, as just in general, like, mm -hmm. You can and, and you can like you can almost like extrapolate that like Ben is very much like this right <clears throat> and so ah, 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 like you can just see the animations whereas Tim is just more like stoic and so yeah he's just like yeah that, that was scary good job yeah yeah, yeah that's you that's the there. haunted house with them <laughs> Mike and Mike's in the middle like me it's you know jump scares like all right you know yeah yeah as long as they don't I'm, touch me you touch me I might hit you yeah, like, yeah 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 don't touch me in the dark that's that's don't do that yeah I think that's fair oh, Mo for sure. most Haunted houses won't, won't touch you, and the ones that do, I think you even have to sign a waiver for. That I'm makes sure, sense. like you go to the Midwest or somewhere in the middle of nowhere, that doesn't happen. But we've got a couple of really gnarly ones here, um, especially like okay, so like Phoenix, you know, it, obviously big cities, it's just all spread out, and all the cities touch each other. So you like you'll literally be driving down the road, and it's like Phoenix, Glendale, Peoria, back to Glendale. You're like you know, and you just, you never know where you're at. But like on the outskirts, we got just a shit ton of farmland, right? So even like where I live. Uh, a lot of farmland between me and like the main city and so like people got savvy and they started buying up the either they already bought they've already owned the land and the farmers got savvy and turned it into other things which this yeah. one guy did it's called fear farm he started with just a haunted house and the corn maze and he's now expanded it to he's he rented out he turned out uh tons of acres into soccer fields so every weekend there's soccer games there uh he's got a paintball arena yeah he's got rc track he's got a remote airplane whatever anyway so he's 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 a he's a he's a businessman right he's like oh i'm gonna turn all this land in and i don't have to do shit for farming anymore but anyway he's got the best haunted house like it, it come come uh you know halloween he has it was just one maze and now he has turned it into like there's an alien one there's a zombie one there's uh you know a radioactive one and he's got all these different ones so now when you go and you buy a ticket you get to take your pick of like five different haunted houses it's awesome that was the nice thing about bush gardens there's i think it was five mike there might and have been started more. maybe five they started open. Like, yeah. Oh, one a few were closed. I forgot yeah, about that. There was a few that were closed. Um, but they started at like seven o'clock. The park flips over, so you can buy a specialty ticket just to come in at night. Mm. Um, and then you know, there's safe areas, and then when you walk through certain areas, you can get they'll jump out at you and what remember the little girl? Almost kicked her. Oh yes. <laughs> there's a bunch of little exorcist people rolling around. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. the clown on the stilts is the one that got me good. Yeah, he was an asshole. Yeah, well, I mean that was his job. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I have a clown thing, Clintus. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I saw it at a very too young age, and it fucked me up for the rest. I of my do life. recall that. Yes. I still. I love that movie. Well, you like the newer ones better than the old one, right? S yeah, like <clears throat> probably a seven out of ten, six, seven out of ten. I would give them. Um. 
I like the way that they split it, the volume one and volume two. I think that was smart. They're doing a prequel um, now. I mean, nothing's creepier than Tim Curry, though. I'm. I, you just... You can't yeah, beat doing it. A, a prequel for the new guy, right? For Skarsgård's... Uh, are they? I haven't caught Yeah, they're going to talk up. about like his history and how he ended up in Derry and all that stuff. No mm. shit. Oh, that'll be good. Because that'll be something completely new. You won't have... You know what I mean? Like the original to compare it to. Well, Stephen King put his backstory in the book. Also, because it's the Stephen King universe, mm. there's like reference material for what Pennywise is from other books. Not straight mm-hmm. to him, but what he is as, as a spiritual entity. Yeah. Or a demon, whatever the hell he is. I don't even know. Some like dumbass mythological paper mythos. mache spiders. Yeah. Big, creepy space monster. I like, no, of- I like. The OG spider. <laughs> the one that was... <laughs> As a child, it's terrifying, but now you go back and look, you're like, that's hysterical. I've never seen those movies. Yeah, any of them? No. What? Yeah, the, I mean, the old I'm... the old one you could watch, it's fine, but the new ones, if you're not a horror fan, I'd stay far away. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I'm like... It's not that I'm like I'm scared of it. Like I'm sure it scared me, but it's just I just didn't. And horror movies never interest me. Like when I was me. when I was younger, my mom was always against me watching any of that stuff. So when I went to my mm. friend's house, it was like Freddy Krueger, Jason. You know, yes. So I've, I've seen a couple of those. I haven't seen all of them. Like I've never I've not seen all of it. You know, all the Freddy movies or the Jason movies or even Michael Myers movies. But I've seen one here, one there. I've I know enough about the story. I get it. It just never interests me. Like being scared, never like, oh, I can't wait to get my, you know, the shit scared out of me. Because mm-hmm. I know the adrenaline rush you get from that. And obviously the, I've watched scary movies before, but yeah, it's just never been something where I like want to go either pay money to go see or sit down and like turn it on, right? There's always 50 other movies I'd rather watch. A huge fan, especially of the old slasher movies, which I, I personally, I don't categorize them as horror. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the slashers like of old mm-hmm. um and horror today is so repetitive it's it all yeah yeah it's it's all supernatural it's the same fucking premise over and over and, and it over. feels like they're just trying to one up what a, what yeah. the last movie did you exactly know? so <clears throat> the the slashers of old i i just i love because it, it the, actually netflix has a really good um series on like making of movies and it's absolutely insane because there's a one dedicated there's a Halloween special Halloween is in the holiday special on the old slasher movies and they go through how taboo it was to create a movie like that and how they absolutely exploded with the tiniest of budgets that they had to work within and it's cool to hear the cast and the director and how they had to work around all these problems that they were walking into and no budget they ran out of money and how they made things work and mm-hmm. the product at the end and how successful it was to me is just crazy it's insane it's such a cool journey to watch and when you know that you have i do at least have so much more appreciation for the film as it's turned out. And for me, I think that's a big part of why I like those movies. Is that new horror, I think, is kind of trash. Um, I, I, I'm not really into it. I like anything the story of Pennywise. Me, anything after the 80s was... Yeah, yeah. It's just the same... It's just yeah. the same shit. It's just... Yeah. How how can we get gorier? How do we... You know... It, it It's the same thing. It, it's... This what do you consider, spiritual entity. What do you consider horror? Like... Versus, like, you see, you know, slasher, horror, like, what would you consider, like, uh, so, a horror? What makes it a horror movie? 
so the kind of where I where I kind of draw the line is like is is there a sense of humor in it? Like if you watch Freddy Krueger, there's a lot of humor. Yeah. In mm-hmm. that, right? So for me, if there is if there is like an underlying comedic, uh, you know what I mean? Like a like a, a if there's a tone of humor somewhere in there, that kind of falls in a different category. Whereas just something that's just, I guess you could also call like psychological thriller a horror movie too. There's so many subgenres. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any other underlying, like like anything kind of just straight out deranged, like The Hills Have Eyes is a good example. That's just straight deranged. That's horror, right? Rob Zombie does a lot of horror to me. He did yep, great is. movies. <clears throat> great movies. Alien. Not horror at all. Interesting. Okay. See, I consider it a horror movie. It's one of my favorite movies really? of all time. Which yeah. one? Disney Princess, Kevin. The first one. No, which which movie I missed? I missed it. Alien. Oh, Alien. Got it. Mm-hmm. I'd say there's a big difference between thrillers and horror, too, because one is kind of inherently, like you're talking about, Mike, like humor-based at some level, while also Yeah, there's to, an like, underlying yeah. tone that kind of gives the viewer a break, right? If you get a break and there's like, I don't know, a love story on the side. Like a lot of times when you have other elements mixed in, I don't know. I just, I look at that personally. I'm like, eh, is it really hard? But if you watch the Hills have eyes, it's just deranged people ripping other people. That's fucked yeah. up. That Same to me, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas. Exactly. Like, that's corpses. Right. Yeah. Horror. Yeah. That's kind of where, I, where I view it, but I'm sure, you know, everyone's opinions. That's why I put alien for me in horror because, it's essentially what you just said, but it's in space. Yeah. Like the whole point of the alien movie is that you never know where she is. You never know what she's doing. And all you find is what she did or hear what she's doing mm-hmm. until the very end. Yeah. And Wayne, Wayne brought up a good point because we were talking about that's basically Jaws. Yeah. Same that's, formula. That's exactly what they you, did. And with you Jaws. don't consider Jaws horror, though, you said. No. Yeah. See, no. I, I like. I, I like fear of the unknown till it hits the um, supernatural level, and then you lose me on that one. Fear of the unknown works when it's a physical entity for me. Yeah, I agree. Which is kind of why it, you know, given what it is, it's to me, it's still a good movie because it was fear of you didn't know what this clown's plan was. You didn't know why it was dressed up as a clown. You didn't understand any of it. So fear mm-hmm. of the unknown for me, which I guess for some people wouldn't fall in the horror. I guess a suspenseful thriller or something along those lines would be my ideal in that scenario. But I also love, like, I respect the hell out of, like, 50s black and white stuff because you had to, you had to take an extra mile to scare people. Mm-hmm. You know, how was it House on Haunted Hill? Um, yeah. With, like, Vincent Price. House on Haunted Hill has one of the most, uh, to this day, every poll, everything, has the scene where the old lady comes out of the door as yeah. one of the scariest Fuck. moments in the history of cinema. Creepy, dude. Because of what it meant back then. And you see it now, like you'll jump, you're like, oh, and it won't scare you because we've been desensitized by all this other stuff that we've seen in our lifetime, you know, on, played out on screen. But back then, you have to understand, oh my God, that was like absolutely horrifying. To, Even to Night the of audiences. the Living Dead was another one. Night of the Living Dead. Uh, so I was like, my mom was like Clintus's, where she didn't really let me watch that stuff. And uh, I went to a third grade birthday party and they were like, we're going to watch Night of the Living Dead. And I was like, oh God, my mother's going to kill me. <laughs> and then I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I know why she's going to kill me. No, yeah. I should not be watching this. You know what though, dude? There's something to be said for um, your mental diet, right? Like, and I've, I'm guilty of this. I will fall deep into like 
criminal documentaries and it's always the same thing it's like people yeah. going missing in crazy circumstances they're found years later completely just annihilate you know what i mean it's it's really fucked up shit to constantly like be bombarding your 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 brain with so like i get it at a young age you definitely want to watch your your mental diet what you're taking in and you're constantly feeding your brain i remember being young and this was like when scream i guess was like scream was coming out or one of those one of those movies i forget which is another one i would i would call a slasher but um yeah i agree yeah my parents were watching that and i snuck out of bed and went downstairs to see it and immediately get upstairs (laughs) same deal i I, my parents were not on board but you you've found ways around it sleepovers yeah, I, I was peeking through. I was at my aunt's house in upstate New York, and I was peeking through the two beams, like on the uh, thing that led down the stairs. And I saw Georgie <laughs> float down there. And here I am, years later, being like, Georgie, don't trust him. And then, yeah, so yeah, it's it's um, you know, spe- kind of segueing into horror, and again, the differences between psychological thrillers and suspense and stuff. So I watched. Season one of Love, Death, and Robots. Yes, dude, I'm which so is basically, happy. You could have just said it was animated Black Mirror, and I would have been, oh, okay. That, well, it's an anthology. Yeah, it's animated Black Mirror. Yeah, I, I think Black Mirror, I think, tackles a little bit more deeper They can, But they can go to crazy places that Black Mirror can't. True, true. You know, like um, the, uh, the Beyond the Aquila Rift episode. Yeah. That was crazy right right and i was like something's not right something is so not right and then when right? you see the thing for the first time you're like oh is it again did he do something with that oh no <laughs> uh and then what she's like resetting his brain every time to see like if he'll accept it at some point that's what i got from the end of that episode that was weird my favorite the whole thing, the whole thing is my favorite was Ice Age with the kid from that 70s show. Yeah. Wasn't that was that cool? such a good episode. Oh, as yeah, it, as it evolves in the freezer. Yeah. The entire universe like happens and restarts like by the time they wake up the next morning in their new house. I like when the two iron workers are sitting there on the beam. Look yeah. at this asshole. Yeah, like, who's the, who are these <laughs> douchebags? <laughs> no, that one was why. And then they turned it into like a temperate zone because they unplugged it overnight. And like the dinosaur, I don't know. It was just awesome watching that episode. It was fun. Um, was so, so your overall impressions of season one, of volume one. I liked most of the episodes. There was a few episodes that I was like, eh, not really that great. There was but, one um, episode in particular that uh, I liked or didn't like. No, no, no. That I wanted to get your, your vibe on. <laughs> the yogurt one was genius. Isn't that good? Genius. Yogurt was hilarious. Genius. Um, Witness was a fucked up episode. That was. Oh my like, god! Was like, like, is that oh, hell? Yeah. Is that just a loop of all time that those two are like doomed to right? or something? Um, no, no, no. The episode where <clears throat> I immediately got Event Horizon vibes from this the episode. Aquila Rift one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. The, I, I initially thought you were talking about Aqua Blue. I'm sorry. No, no. Aqua Blue yeah, is yeah, the, yeah. Zima Blue. Zima Blue. Yes. No, um, the Aquila yeah, Rift no. was the Event Aquila Horizon. Rift, like, uh, the first time I saw that, I was like, Event Horizon! Mm-hmm. They're in hell! 1,000%. And I was like, and as soon as the, as soon as that, I, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, alien, demon, whatever it was, walks out, I'm like, 
Man, you had sex with that. That's gross. Yeah, that's why I was like, did they just get my camera? <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> Immediately oh as it walks out, I'm like, there's a hole right in the middle. You did that. That's... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, you at least watch that episode. Yeah, that's at least watch that episode. It's not quite the pig episode of Black Mirror, but uh, it it it's up there. <laughs> They don't it's, show anything like the Black Mirror episode did, so I'll give them that. But it it and as it's like constantly flashing, I mean I, that's got to be hell, right? That's or is it just trapped in this space nest? It could be either one. And they're just you know, feeding. I would off say of Witness their... was more hell than that one because it just seems like those two are doomed to repeat that loop for the rest of their lives. Yeah, the animation for that was so. Um, oh yeah, right. It was like visceral. Yes. Oh, they have some talented animation studios working on the uh, thing. The other one, uh, Lucky 13, with the girl from Handmaid's Tale. Uh, the one about the, the ships that wouldn't, like, die, so to speak. Oh, yeah, yeah. The drop ship for the military. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, That one reminded me of, um, uh, what's that show? Uh, the Expanse. Mm-hmm, yeah. Got heavy Expanse, but Helping Hand was so fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which one was helping hand? Well, she she was fixing the satellite. She had to take her glove off and snap oh, yes. her freaking hand yep. off after it got uh, like rigor yep. mortis in space. Yep, just to get back in. And then the guy at the end's like, "Oh, we're sending a crew out to give you a helping hand." I was like, "Oh,", oh yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Funny you say that." And I was like, "Oh no, why?" Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, see- I I agree. The, the the animation. I love the fact that because I went to I went to college originally for three D animation. So uh-huh. like early 2000, like 2000 to 2004 was my, my tenor. Um, and the first two years I was all about animation. I learned Maya. I was into modeling animation. So I was really into like watching. And this is, you know, this is pre YouTube, pre where you had, can go to one website. Like you, I had to go to like, you know, use Kazaa and Morpheus to like download videos. Right. But um, I was really heavy into, into animation. So that's when, that's the time when Final Fantasy came out, the movie. Remember that with Alec Baldwin as one of the voice actors mm-hmm. and, and so, like, that was, like, mind-blowing animation, right, back then and how realistic it looked. And so, um, you know, over the years, like, I've watched different, like, went to film festivals and always looked for the animations and stuff. So this reminded me of, I had this, like, craziness, even though all these are new episodes, I had this crazy nostalgia rush watching this where every episode was this different animation style. And I felt like I was at a film festival watching, like, you know, the, the people's work, like, yeah. I, I, you know, they were you know, artists that were in school and these were their like projects. I was like, this is so badass. Cause like some of them are just the animation styles were like exactly my, like it just hit the right spot for me. I'm like, Oh, this looks so good. It's so kind of like, uh, the animatrix. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Where it was like yep. every, like there's like five or six mini little animated in the matrix universe. And same thing. Each one was like a different style. And I was just like, Oh, so good. So they good. did that with, um, there was a Batman one. It was called, um, God, I think it was called Gotham Knight or something, or I can't remember, but there's like seven different short episodes just like this, just like Animatrix, uh, and they drop all different animation styles, um, and they drop Batman into various scenarios, and it's it just, I love seeing it, and then, you know, excuse me, we did that with Star Wars Visions, too. Did you see that, Clintus? No, I haven't. Highly recommend you watch Visions and give us your take, because it's the same awesome. concept. Okay. It's non-canon. Was it eight? I think it was eight episodes, right, Mike? Yeah. Eight episodes, I think, of different animated studios um, giving a take on something 
based in the Star Wars universe because they took creative liberties, which I, I love. Thought Visions was pretty incredible. <clears throat> yeah, especially Disney the Plus? first one. Yes, Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah okay. Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, the first episode was my favorite. I ended up reading the book for it because it was so good. Um, it is nine, by the way. Nine. Nine. Thank you. Nine episodes. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, Love, Death, and Robots. Trying to look at the episode list to see. Uh, the shapeshifter one was cool with the werewolves. Yeah, I, I, so, um, Soul Sucker was another one of those. Was like it was just that genuinely felt like an anime type thing with with the vampire. Wasn't crazy about the episode, but didn't hate it too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's fair. Like I said, because that one I think felt the most anime to me. Given I'm looking over, yeah, like the, I would the, say so. The slashing, you know, the, the, the it. I don't know. Just it just felt to me like oh that feels the, really animated. The three robots one was hilarious because it just that felt like great. they were just shitting on us the entire. Then all time. of a sudden the cats come out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, so good. Um, the secret the, war one felt like a video game. The one with the Russian World War One soldiers. That was cool. I really like that. The 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 mech farmers. That was another good one. Suits wasn't crazy about Suits. that one, but it was cool. It was cool. It yep. felt like mech warrior. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guys was walking around like armored end. core was a real thing if we, we were farmers. The zoom out at the end made me feel like they were like on some other planet, like trying to colonize it and fighting against all of those like little beasts. The alternate history one had me laughing out loud because it was like, how many different ways can we kill Hitler over and over again? And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, let's keep doing this. This is fun. <laughs> so the, I got uh, the, the, the fish one where they're out in the desert. That was didn't tricky. like that one. Uh, yeah, Re- no, it wasn't wasn't my. Wasn't it, one of my favorites. It wasn't a top pick, but that it trippy's the best word for it. it was like wait, it had what? that 70s like tie-dyed acid yeah, vibe. It was just like that super style. like tranquil, peaceful mm-hmm. thing, and then all of a sudden he just sees this dun 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 dun. <laughs> I was gonna watch it on the plane, and then I had remembered that Mike had said there's like titties and dicks yeah, yeah, and yeah. all sorts of stuff, and I'm really happy because there's definitely more dicks than boobs in that show. Yeah, you would have been, you know, a hentai yeah. master at that point. Yeah, the kid behind me or something would have been like looking <laughs> through the crack. Like, did you see that picture or the video on the of the guy on the plane? And he's watching a movie, and it was in flight movie. It wasn't like he brought his own. It was in flight movie, and there's like a stripper on a pole, and they pan the camera over, and there's this kid looking like. <laughs> <laughs> And then they go back to the movie, and then they go back to the kid. He's still just staring, like mystified by the stripper just spinning around the pole. I was uh, like, <laughs> "Any means necessary, man." Yeah, man. You gotta do what you gotta do when you're younger. But yeah, the fish night one was weird. Zima Blue was interesting. Um, I like the animation in the dump one, but I did. I wasn't like the story was like, meh, whatever. It didn't really. Nah, care. it was just kind of quirky. It was like, meh. Take it or leave. It. Like, the, that's anthology. You know, you take some, you leave some. Uh, bust, the, the, Buster Scruggs was the same way. Some were good. The good hunting one was awesome. Um, that felt like like almost like a steampunk anime mm-hmm. situation, and the story was really good. Mm-hmm. Like she became like metal mystical wolf assassin right. at the end, and I was like, right. yeah, let's kill them all. The whole story was really really good. Yeah, I was just gonna say like it, so the season one had eighteen episodes, and then they they came around with a season two, um, you know, two years later. And it was only eight episodes. Yeah. It was much, Bumped. much shorter, smaller. Is season two as good as season one? Uh, I wouldn't I say it's, it. I wouldn't say it's as good. 
I, I, I think volume one is better. That could just be volume one is just larger. There is way more in it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're bound to have some hits, bound to have some misses. But the more that you provide, you know, it's probably going to be more attractive. Volume two, I, I wouldn't say is bad. I think it's worth the watch, but I would say probably overall one is a better experience. Okay. Are they doing I still think it's worth a watch. Better than Cuphead. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Are they doing a season three? Yes. Here's what I we thought I read that. Season three. Oh, actually, like two weeks ago, they posted an article about here's what we expect from season three. Sick. So. Yeah, I watched the first couple of episodes and I forget why I never went back, got dizzy, sidetracked, forgot about it, whatever. So I, I'll jump back since we're talking about it. And, and I got you know, just looking, looking at the episode list from season one. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. So I'm good. Like, I need to finish season two. So I'll go back and just start watching. I'll just watch season two all over until, like I said, it's only eight episodes. So you finished season uh, one of, uh, well, the only season of Arcane that's out, though, right? Yes. What'd you think? And yes. So, okay, so awesome show. Love the show overall. I love the three episode kind of like little arcs they did. Um, I thought that was great. Um, obviously, like people were saying how the how the season finale and how, you know, oh, wow. And so I guess my brain, my expectations went in one direction. Mm -hmm. And then the way that it went, I was like, oh, okay, now I understand why everyone said it was such a big episode, but not where my brain went. Yep. Um, but it's cool because like, obviously you're like, okay, so what does this mean, right? Like one thing with the show is they like to kill people off right like we mm -hmm. you know the first three episodes story arc you know almost everyone died in that first that you know the first group so it's like as the season the show went on and, and we're losing characters it's like okay i don't know is this is this how this is gonna go where it's like you know because it's the three story three episode story arc is like we're gonna hit these and you never know who's gonna die you never know who's gonna be a main character who's gonna stick around because mm -hmm. i don't know the premise i know the sisters obviously because even the intro of the show, when the record goes down, it's the two of them on the record, right? So, like, the, you already know that those are those are the two main characters, at least, and that's going to be the throughout woven through the whole story. Um, I don't know if the season two's story's already laid out, like if it's already known, because, again, this is based off League of Legends, the game. I don't know how much lore there is written out and how much stories there are. If there's, like, graphic novels, I might just be naive and say, oh, well, this is what season two's going to be about, because we already know it's based on the book, or I don't know. So, but I loved it. I, I thought it was fantastic. Can't wait for the next one. Dude, the ending, the ending, <clears throat> it was like, you were about to get everything you wanted. It was about to pan out. Mm -hmm. People were on board. And she blew oh, it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and she blew it. But dude, her journey with <clears throat> the, the whole, her mental health is just all over the oh, place. Yeah. Oh, Isn't that baked into the character though? Even in the game, I believe so. Like I said, yeah. I can't. I've played it. I don't. I can't say I've played that character enough to. I was reading their their bios on the League of Legends site when I was watching the show to try to mm -hmm. get a little bit more acquainted, and I remember like it alluding to the fact that she's like completely lost it and unhinged for obvious yeah. reasons. It, I've, I, I'm excited to see where they're going to go uh, season two and what other characters they're going to bring in. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they have an endless cast that, that they could probably insert. That's the interesting thing about, you know, games becoming um, TV shows and movies is when they have a rich history yeah. and character list. Except Except when they decide to not use the rich amount of lore and 
narrative already developed by the decades of game. Talking about the Warcraft movie or the Halo show? Both. There's too many to name, Kevin. It's not just those two. I haven't watched the Halo show, but the fact that John's helmet is off and staying off makes me That's not cool. Livid. That's not cool, dude. I mean, at least you get to see Master Chief Cheeks. No. No. I I don't want to see MC Cheeks, bro. You have spent (laughs) 20 plus years protecting this character's face from all of us. All we got was that one little hint at the end of five. And then you take the TV show as the time to like have him take his helmet off. And he's not even fucked up. He looks like a normal guy. So I'm just like, I'm, I, I'm no, still going to watch it. But... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you enjoy it, cool. That is not it. That is not. If you, so here's my issue. You, you take something with such deep, deep lore and meaning. Like that was like the start of a lot of people's just like, just full diving into gaming. Halo is such a staple. Yeah. It is such a staple. And you choose to just ignore everything and say, we're going to create our own thing. That's fine. Don't call it Halo. Right. Master Chief is to Microsoft as Mario is to Nintendo as Sonic is to Sega. Like, it's the same thing. Correct. Don't call it Halo. Change the suit. Like, just create your own show. That's fine. And if it looks similar to Halo, cool. Don't call it Halo. Garbage. See, but, but their argument, like, their horrible argument was they pulled from the books. And they were like, oh, we're going to take all the book stuff. But no. nobody cared. Don't, don't give me that. Exactly. It's exactly. not Lord of the Rings. Nobody it's cared. a Halo novel. Everyone who would watch it played the game. Games. I, I, that's how I felt about Joker, the movie. It was like, this should not be Batman movie. Like, this should not take place in Gotham. That should not be the Joker. It's a great movie about you know, becoming unhinged from mental illness and just society treating you like a dragon, a piece of shit. But it had no place, you know, taking that intellectual property to tell the story in the universe. Um, yeah, yeah, it was terrible in, from that perspective. And I know people always want to fight with me on this, but I that I will stand around. And, uh, you know, when the new Batman movie came out, I started seeing the debate pop up and people were saying the same exact thing. Like, it's a great story, but it does not belong in the pantheon of, of you know, DC Comics. It just doesn't fit. It, it's shoehorned and shoved and, you know, um, you fuck Todd Phillips. That's not my, that's my thing. <laughs> I, I'm bum bum. I mean, <clears throat> did you feel the same way about Warcraft movie? Yeah. Warcraft movie was a joke too. Like you, did have, you even enjoy it? I enjoy it from the perspective of like a high fan. I enjoy it the same way that I enjoy the Hobbit movie. The Hobbit movies are trash compared to the books and the storytelling oh, yeah. and the cartoons from the seventies. They're, they're garbage. But when I watch all the movies, I watch all the movies. It's it's the same as the Star Wars prequels. One and two are terrible movies. I don't care what anyone says. Mm. And it's funny because a lot of the people we interview now for Star Wars and Scotch, they're younger than me and Tim. So they're like, oh, I came up on the prequels. And I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but they love it because that's what right. they came up with. And it's like my with, kids, yeah. like my daughter loves Ray, And that's why I get mad when people are like, Ray's a shitty character. I'm like, no, Ray was a character that got the shaft because she can get fleshed out the correct way on the screen. You read the books to the the novelizations of the movies. There's a lot more details there, but um, you know, aside from from the last 10, 15 minutes of Phantom Menace, the first two movies are pretty garbage. There's some good lore points and some good scenes. Obviously, you get Yoda versus Dooku, but those two movies are garbage. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. I have no problem admitting that. So I would say from the same perspective as how I feel about the Warcraft movie, it's how I feel about it's an IP that I love, 
Right. But the movie didn't do it justice to what the story is because, you know, you get a better version of the story in the DOS version of Warcraft 1. Right. See, I, I, yeah. See, I had the disadvantage of watching the movie prior to getting into the game. Yeah. And when I got into the game, Clintus, I got into the game. I, oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. The amount of Warcraft bo- of books that I have on Audible, I, almost all of them. And I listened to them. Uh, work, played through Warcraft three, got that, that I love, I love that story. Uh, and now that I know a whole lot more, the movie doesn't really make sense. I, but because I watched it beforehand, I feel like I can enjoy it more than someone who knows, who knew what they were talking about while they were watching it. You got to take these things with a grain of salt. And I'm sure once I see the halo show, I'll have some more context to speak, but you know, for instance, um, What's the guy's name that plays Bilbo? Martin. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. He's a great Bilbo Baggins. Don't get me wrong. Like, he does a phenomenal job. But again, you suffer just like, uh, um, uh, what's his name is a great Joker. Uh, Fucking Phoenix. 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 He's a great Joker. He was very good at what he was done. He was just handed a horrible script to be the Joker. Um, he he brought it to life and he did a good job with what he was given and i feel the same way about bilbo smog at benedict you know cumberbund uh he did a phenomenal job too as you know if you watch the mocap sessions of him like crawling on two hands across the ground he put a lot of blood sweat and tears into this the problem becomes is you tried to take from ancillary material that people probably most people have never read like lost tales and all of this stuff and you stretched an 800-page book into 9 to 12 hours of film. You know. Meanwhile, on the other side with Lord of the Rings, you had to cut stuff because you couldn't put everything into movies because people mm-hmm. would have lost attention because they were already four hours long. But I wish more movies got the Lord of the Rings treatment. There are adaptations that uh, Dark Tower immediately comes to mind. Needed the Lord of the Rings treatment and probably more. Yeah, that's how I feel. Go ahead. It's it's, it's interesting because I'm not I'm not a reader. I don't read books. Uh, I'll I'll listen to an audio book, but 99% of the time I listen to a podcast or listening to music or something like that. I don't read the book. So when a movie is announced, like Dark Tower, for example, didn't know it was a book, didn't know it was based on a book, didn't know that there was multiple books. Right. Yes. I enjoyed the movie. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, like insert all of these, you know, movies that became or books that they turned into movies. And it's like, you know, the, the I always hear all oh, the books are better, like the books are way better. And I'm like, well, it makes sense, right? It's it's longer. There's there's mm-hmm. no like page limit, so to speak. And because it's text, they have to do a much better job of, of describing what you're seeing. So your imagination mm-hmm. can build these worlds and these characters and all that stuff. And and I'll admit, like, you know, back in the day, like for example, Jurassic Park is the one that comes to my mind. I watched the movie and then I read the book. Well, it was cool because when I'm reading the book, it didn't matter what they said in the book, what he looked like. I'm picturing the actor. I'm picturing, yeah. I'm picturing the people I saw in the movie. Right. So I actually enjoyed the book more because I can see the characters play out in my head versus, you know, reading a book and it's like, I think this person looks like that, but I'm not quite sure. And then when you hear a scene, you're like, that does that make sense? So for me, like when I hear you guys or hear people talk about movies and how they don't do them justice or it wasn't very good, for what it the ip like you're saying that it represented it's always hard for me to like conceptualize that because i'm like oh that was a good movie i liked it i hope they make a sequel uh, case in point this is one of the one i always get shit on for is uh, the last airbender i like that movie i enjoyed that movie 
I wish they would have made more movies because I'm like, oh, cool, Fire Nation. And he, you know, now he's got the power of the water. So let's go to the next one, the Earth and da da da. You know, it's like, but it got shit on. And of course, the animation, the animated series was awesome. And they made a sequel to that. And yeah. like, that's what people go through, right? My son loved that movie. I watched it with him. I, I enjoyed it. For, like, like you said, like for what it was, was right? It's, it's Kung Fu. It's supernatural. There's some powers mm. and cool stuff. Make another one, but it's like because of the the numbers, the box off numbers are like no, it flopped. You bad know, reviews. We're not gonna make another one. It's like, you know what he I did immediately what, following that movie the next day? What he watched the he started watching the entire show because that's who it's aimed at. You know, mm -hmm. for Dark Tower, Mike, they know you're gonna see it, so they're gonna get your money one way or another at some point. They did, even if you hate it, you, they 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 got your money. Then they're gonna go after Clintus because Clintus is gonna go buy the book afterwards or the audio book. Or something, and try and learn more, and compare yeah, and contrast. I, I think I think what angers me so much about Dark Tower specifically is the overwhelming amount of potential. Yeah, that was there. I uh, <clears throat> what they could have done with that IP is is like it hurts. It hurts so much because there was so much there. The source material was amazing. And it could have been darker. It could have been, it could have been rougher. It could have been everything. They could have, they should have gone into more detail. They should have developed the characters more. And you're only going to get that when you give something a Lord of the Rings treatment. And again, I think you could have had, you could have done Lord of the Rings treatment times two for, for a dark tower. And it would have like, that's what it needed. Cause there's so many books and there's so much to that story. So and a la Dune. Yes, exactly. Dude. Exactly. That's even give it the Dune treatment. Like, there's so much, and 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 they shortchanged all the fans, and they shortchanged all the potential fans, and they shortchanged like to cram all of that into a singular movie and say, "Yep, here you go." It's like, man, like you just you just shit all over it. So, question again. I'm glad I'm glad you brought up Dune because, like, again, I know Dune is a book series or it's uh, a book, yeah, but like. I didn't know going into that movie that this was only part one, that the plan is to make part two or part and three. And it was amazing, another, right? They are, but the question is, do you think that they should have them queued up already? Kind of like uh, Harry Potter, uh, you know, seven and eight, right? The last two, because no, no one's done it like Lord of the Rings and Deathly Hollows, where you film it all at once. That way the characters don't age or you don't have to worry about that or people not coming back. You know, Marvel even had that problem with... Uh, um, What's his face? Iron Man's buddy, War Machine, um, where we we got a different War Machine from Iron Man One, but mm -hmm. no one has done it other than Deathly Hollows and Lord of the Rings, where it's just like we're gonna bang it out over two and a half years and film it all and then right. release it all. Um, do you feel like that's, that's the way they should do it? I think studios are too cautious to give that kind of budget out now. That's literally what happened Be with Dune, because they see they see folks get mad like they do with dark tower and they don't want to be sitting on two duds and dish yeah, out, I, you know. I also think that's not fair because they literally like again to expect fans to uh, to accept that to to expect people to accept what they gave us in turn for instead of what it could have been is it's such i don't know 
just that's make shit on the studio. make good movies. That's my point. Like make yeah. a movie that a fan yeah. is gonna want. You know, Denny Villeneuve is a fan of the Dune series when you see that movie. You knew yes. that Peter Jackson was a fan of the Lord of the Rings books when yeah. you see those movies. Yeah, you knew that who's the guy that just directed Batman? Matt Reeves was a fan of Batman comics when you see that movie. Right. You can tell. We we actually said this on Star Wars and Scotch yesterday with that gay Jedi. You can tell when a fan is making something that has an existing intellectual property that they care about. You can right. tell that Dave Filoni, John Favreau are in love with Star Wars. You can tell that Bryce Dallas Howard is. You can see it. It comes out in the art at the end of it. So that's my point. You need people that are passionate about the project to get the fans and to bring in new fans. Den Denny Villeneuve did the same thing with Blade Runner. They did the recut, and then he made Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049 is a really, really, really good movie. Really good. good. You know, it's one of those things that when it got a modern adaptation of, of an older film, they didn't skip a beat. They made it feel like it was seamless. The only thing that changed was the way you view it was in higher definition. That was it. Yeah, new, fan, I, that, new fans making it. That's I 100% I agree with that. I, I, I think you nailed it. Like, it's just the fact that, like, to, to, to Mike's point, like with the Dark Tower, like if they would have gotten somebody who's like a huge Dark Tower fan and like said, this is what I envision and this is how I think we need to do it. You know, even if they like had it plotted and planned to do a second or third movie and they're scared to like, like I said, pull the trigger, that makes sense. And, and I don't know where, like how they, how a studio feels the confidence going into that, unless it's someone like Peter Jackson or a big name that has already done it like i did it with lord of the rings i can do it with yours as well like like avatar right. like avatar is planned for like two or three more movies right and that's kind of what they're doing now but that's obviously di different different because it's digital but i have yet to meet someone who's like avatar is one of my favorite movies <laughs> yeah yeah that movie i didn't like the movie i don't I, I don't think it's good i sit there when i go to animal kingdom and i'm like man this would really make a great wookie planet when they're done with avatar and want to bring star wars over here kashik that's the wookie homeworld looks just like it i'm like this Cool. In 20 years, when they finally are over this dumb decision that Disney made, we'll turn this into Kashyyyk. It'll be great. Everyone will be happy. Because who gives a shit about Avatar? Seriously, it feels forced. No one cares. It yeah, I had weird. the unpopular opinion that that movie was shit from Jump. Yeah, it's Pocahontas in space. We've heard the story before. Whatever. Nobody cares. It's just like, James whatever. Cameron flexing his... Uh, technical muscles that's it yeah he needs to stick to making other stuff i know we, people who love that movie they just I don't they they love it dude they love it what a terrible movie terrible. i know i'm gonna get tweets for this i can't wait i enjoyed uh, it i enjoyed it i enjoyed it I, I, visually i think i, I love that the visual you enjoyed it that's what everyone says though you enjoyed it or i would make a theme park destination trip no. to go see <laughs> well, the thing. going back to that though like again the the visuals, like, like I didn't, I haven't, I haven't been to Animal Kingdom since it was there. Like, literally, the last time I was at Disney is when it opened, and I we didn't make, I didn't make it to Animal Kingdom. I took my daughter to Epcot, and then we went to Magic Kingdom and stuff like that. But I think I that's just it, though. I think it's it's more like the visuals. It's because I know how visually love rich that movie. Uh, they just like the world was. You can make a theme park it, out of dude. it, right? They love like, it. There's not a lot of worlds that know you can build. Like a, a, a physical version of it, right? You like, enjoyed right. it, obviously. Or Harry Potter with Hogwarts, you enjoyed and, it, and or like, oh, that's, that's I would make rich. a theme park destination yeah, to trip your point, to go actually, see yeah. so, Pandora. So movies that are that are based in so like like you said, so Hogwarts, right? The the environment in Harry Potter 
everything is based around Hogwarts. So it's very simple to bring that concept over and create a world around that. Oh. Same thing with Avatar. I could see that exactly. The visual, it was so visually striking. No. no. The, invo- the, the jungle just, just and the area that you were yeah. in. So to create that. I think with Avatar Land, though, just to create to a forest for the editing. Yeah. Is, is like... There's two of them now. It's Hol- like, Hogwarts makes sense, right? You can, 1,000% I can see that. Hold on. Tell him just a second. But I just to, like, it. create a a wooded area, and we're going to call it, you know, like, what like what are you going to? The tree yeah. not bar? No, I hear you. No, I, I, you get you. I, mean? I get you. I think that was the idea that they had creating it, though. Yeah. And also knowing that it's a future investment. Because, like, if you think about it, the, the, they already have, they, they, it, it exists in Animal Kingdom, right? And the movies yeah. aren't even out yet. Because what's going to happen is those movies are going to come out. Parents, they, our generation that saw the first one and, and liked it are going to like, oh, cool, another one. And it's bringing the kids now. The kids see yeah. it like, oh, I want to go to Animal Kingdom and go to, you know, what the fuck is the place called? Pandora. 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 Jesus. I was like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Good job, Kevin. Good job. <laughs> he says he didn't like the movie. I think he's a liar. The, the river, I've been on the river ride. And like, it's cool. And they had one of the animatronics that apparently like, broke ground for what Disney Imagineering could do for the future, the way it moves, and it's very lifelike and all that stuff. I have not been on the other one, which is apparently like very similar to Soren. Um, but again, it just feels like a waste of space. Like They could have done something yeah. with another. I think they should have did Zootopia. Why in God's name uh, yeah. wouldn't you do Zootopia in Animal Kingdom when you own the... Mm, makes me mad. Yeah, Zootopia would have been pretty Zootopia cool. is such a good movie. So, that's good. Um, Did you see the movie Bad Guys coming out? Or vil- Villains? Bad Guys. Bad guys, yeah, it's animated. animated. Yeah, my kid is very excited. He's actually concerning me. He's really into being the villain. <laughs> Everything we do, man, I'm the bad guy, Dad. I'm like, oh, okay. Should I be concerned about this? <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Oh, I have seen. I've seen. I've seen. I haven't seen a trailer for this, but I saw like a poster or something like this. Yeah, he's he's like. Really hyped to go see Notorious that Notorious criminals Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, Mr. Piranha, and Mr. Shark, Mr. Tarantula are finally caught. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid a prison sentence, the animal outlaws must pull off their most challenging con yet, becoming model citizens. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to see this, dude. Bad, like in the worst way. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I, I get, I get, uh, I get the point that that Kevin and you were making as far as like Avatar was probably a bad choice. My my brain just came, simply goes to okay, it's visually rich. It's a whole uh, it is it world, is. right? It's a whole world that you can create and do things around, uh, much like they're doing. They did with the Star Wars world, right? And and they build these worlds, um, and then knowing that there's more movies coming, I just, I think that's the direct connection. Is like okay, cool, build this. And then when the movies come out, the kids want to go there. They want to yeah. visit. It's just like the movie. It's just like the movie. Yeah. Insert Tim. It's like the movie. Yeah. It's I, like the movie. Yeah. I guess they're banking on the fact that yeah, that this this next generation is going to enjoy it as much as yeah. I, I guess everyone in our generation did. That's that's a billion dollar gamble it, right there. It, <laughs> that yeah, is a billion is. dollar gamble. But I also think, like I said before, I think it's because of James Cameron. He has a track record. I think that's what they're banking on him and his ability to perform. You know what I'm saying? But like with that being said, and, and just talking Disney in general, and I know Disney, you know, Disney World can do this because they've got the real estate. They literally have the real estate, whereas Disneyland is kind of screwed. Um, but think about other all the other IPs that Disney owns where they could make these worlds. Like I would love to see like Tartuga 
from fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. Here's the problem. Uh, is Disney's going to put the focus... mix with Disney. <laughs> You're talking about the wenches? Pirate wenches. That's what I said. Um, the Disney has is going to focus on, on the metaverse now. They're not going to focus on the parks, which sucks. Um, they just did a billion, or I forget how much it was, infrastructure to the parks in Florida to prepare for the 50th anniversary celebration. And that whole thing was derailed by COVID to the point where they're still doing construction. It was all supposed to be done in October of last year. Oh, in wow. preparation for a, a, a construction-free 50th anniversary celebration for one year. And instead, Epcot is, is surrounded by construction walls for everything they're doing there. Yikes. Um so the new CEO, oh, the new CEO is blows dicks, but that's a whole other story. Um, so I think they're going to focus on the metaverse now and not on Disney parks, which sucks. But um, yeah, how long do you I, think that lasts, man? I think it's the future, unfortunately. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I think I think it's going to be easier to create a virtual environment um, and to introduce sensory nodes as time goes on to immerse you further into said virtual environment than it I will guess be long term. It's probably cheaper. Hundred percent. All you're gonna do is render a virtual environment, and then yeah. as long as you can promote sensory, um, I don't know what the word is, points. You know, so you can touch, feel, smell, God, see. That's, that's the future. Yeah, I mean, there's already those. There's already like those those games, those uh, arenas that you go into where you put in like the virtual goggles, but you're in a maze. So like, as you walk up to a wall, you touch a wall, right? Like, you're seeing stone, but you're touching like you know foam or or you know yep whatever that stuff is like paper mache so like the, i've been through those before where you're like you're walking around and it's like you're on the edge of a cliff and you're doing the whole like oh crap right and then you kind of feel your toe and you like you feel the edge you're like oh there's actually an edge there like that i can see that being extrapolated and going back to haunted houses even like you know what i'm saying where it's like you're you're in this virtual space but there, it's in a physical space they did that at disney evil Springs, vr and then they canned it during covid so it's currently closed and with no way of opening so i don't know we got two pieces of news before we uh we check out today um and the first comes from videogameschronicle.com it's nintendo's eShop's front page currently features a hentai game you can play with one hand because you only need one hand yeah yeah it's uh Yo. Nintendo's full in on the Zero Fox. At the time of publishing, Hentai Uni by Big Way Games is on the front page of Switch's digital storefront and is described by its developer as a puzzle game that can be played with one hand. Four girls puzzle and 12 game. beautifully drawn scenes will cheer you up and help you relax, the description reads. Yeah, I bet it as will. As seen in this unbloated gameplay, the game has players completing puzzles in order to remove clothing from anime characters until they're completely topless. You can read the rest of the article. So the what you're time. telling me is prior to making any large decisions, you play this game. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, you know, like, ah, should I sign this mortgage? Let me go play my hentai game. Hold on, let me go. Let me go play this Nintendo game. Stand by. <laughs> Mike's downloading it right now. What the shit? It's only a buck ninety nine. They said they said. PlayStation turned down all of their all of their hentai games. Fuck it, we'll take them. I mean, it's Nintendo. So. Nintendo's got no shame. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, keeping keeping with um, the Japanese sex and video games. Octopus. Japanese company calls its gaming bed setup the quote forbidden layout. This gaming comes from PCGamer.com. The motorized gaming bed comes from the company that brought you the desk tent. Japanese gaming furniture company Baohute 
It wants you to eat, breathe, and evidently sleep video games. This goes in line with what I just said about the metaverse. Um, uh, with its electric gaming bed, which is, according to the company, quote, a forbidden layout for self such self-degrading gamers. And Holy shit. I, I, I need to unplug. Yeah. The, uh, the electric gaming bed is part of Bahoot's furniture ecosystem, dubbed the ultimate gaming space, which includes a motorized bed, a desk, uh, with a place to mount your monitors overhead, a mini fridge, clothes rack, and even a floating arm in your uh, for your tablet in case you needed more screen in your face. Dude, you know what I just... Do? This is what I envision. You ready for this? You you remember... I'm assuming you both seen Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Remember when he walks through this, like, virtual storefront, and it's just a bunch of people laying in these beds getting virtually banged? Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. That's what I see. <laughs> That's what this is. Minority report banging. What was the movie with Bruce Willis where he's in that like pod and you like it wasn't the metaverse. I think you go out and it's like a doppelganger of you. That's not real, but you can feel oh, yeah. touch and see everything. Um, Yeah. And he's like going out and him and his wife are like having multiple partners, but there's no scare of like STD or anything because you're it's, like it's not you. Yeah, what was that movie called? I forget what that movie was no called, idea. but that's what that reminded me of, too. I know it's not But yeah, that's the future, guys. Surrogates. Surrogates, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's the future. You know, you're going to lay down on the bed. You're going to put, like, some sort of device on your knob, Sleeve. and then you're going to make your selections and uh, go to town. I don't like where this is going. I don't either. I Man. like the old-fashioned way. Call yeah. me a traditionalist. Mm. <laughs> I don't like I where like this is going. Speaking I like of that, good... man, I, I, I loved Altered Carbon. I'm sad that was that great. That got canceled. I got to watch season two in the anime. I haven't, I haven't watched either yet. Same. I, well, and I stopped because I heard, like, I heard most people said the two's not as good as the one. And then knowing they had canceled it, it's like, oh, man. Like, yeah, it kind of ruins the experience. Yeah. One was awesome. I, I really enjoyed one. I, so, so, Cyberpunk, so just for you guys know, like, Cyberpunk is my favorite. And I know what segue, segue. Cyberpunk <laughs> is my favorite, just like, genre. Like, like I love futuristic slightly dystopian like that's why like the blade runner was like the new one even the old one like i went back and watched the old one after watching the new one just to get reacclimated like that is my favorite world genre period like and so like right now there's not there's not really any shows that i that i know of. there is let me know please but there's like not really like something like altered carbon that's like new and ongoing that i can think of right like i go back and watching some old stuff like i've you know i've done searches for like cyberpunk shows and movies and you know, I'm, I'm I'm watching stuff, but like like that was something that I when I found Altered Carbon, I was like, this is sick. I was I was late to the show because I'm late period watching shows. One thing I get into, I'm like, this is sick, and then it's like literally two weeks after I started watching it, they're like, it canceled. I'm like, no. <laughs> when I went to CES in 2019, they had a whole marketing exhibit for it, and it yes. was like it was it was fake. You've seen the show, Mike, so you know it was the yep. sle- it was supposed to be sleeves, mm-hmm. like sitting in these freezers in this booth. And it looked like human bodies and blood. It was wild marketing. Wow. Um, and you like walked through and they did the whole like choose your sleeve experience and that whole thing. It was really, really, really cool. Um, but Crazy how, with how much Netflix put into that show and what happened to it, I'm like, what the hell? What are you doing there? So, and it's a great show. I, I don't, again, on the flip side, I don't know anyone that didn't like our Altered Carbon that saw it. Yeah. So we're like, who are they listening to to like, like, oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna renew it. It's it like, probably goes back to what we said last week when we said uh, Netflix does a horrendous job of marketing their shows. They do. 
they probably did a bad job and they didn't get the viewership they wanted because think how much it costs to make shows like that. And then, you know, everyone may like it, but if you don't market it correctly, you're not going to get enough eyeballs. I on feel it. like there's nothing like beforehand. I feel like so I stumbled across Love, Death, the Robots the same way. I knew I didn't know it was coming out. I had no idea what the fuck it was. I just happened to click it and I immediately got hooked. There was like I felt like same thing with Altered Carbon. There was no buildup. There was no pre-release marketing, I feel like. There probably was, but I didn't see it. So it really wasn't in your face. It wasn't on the feeds anywhere. It just kind of appears. People kind of peruse. A year later, it picks up Steam because everyone finds it, and then they're talking about it. And then by that point, it's too late, and they fucking cancel it. That would be a Netflix's overall strategy, which is called shotgun everything and hope something sticks. Pretty much. Yeah. That's what they do. They make a bunch of shows and hope that a few do well. But, I mean, they're not doing so they're, the more the competition came into the market, like the worse. I can't wait to spend fucking $25 for a membership. Yeah, the more that came in, uh, the less it got. All right, anyway, we have to wrap up because uh, Paul's going to produce other stuff. Like we've, we, we, If you guys are not happy with the length of this episode, I'm going to come to your house and slap you in the face. That's what I'm going to do, personally. Personally, personally slap you in the face. But before we get out of here, Make sure you're rocking that King's Coast merge and drinking that King's Coast coffee like Quintus is right now. Kingscoastcoffee.com cold brew drops on Friday, which I believe is the day this episode comes out, Paul. Yes, sir. So when you hear this episode, go to kingscoastcoffee.com, and if there's any cold brew left, it's it, there you go. Go. Kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh, and make sure you pick up your uh, tickets for DCX, dcxevent.com. No old-fashioned episode this year, live from the floor. Uh, but all three of us will be there, so you can come say hi, hang out, and uh, see what's going down. GCX is going to be fun this year. I confirmed another content creator before I uh, got on today, which is exciting. So uh, we're going to have a little, <laughs> little content creator area on the floor, which is going to be cool. But uh, yeah, you all have a great one. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 28 of the Old Fashioned Podcast. We wish you nothing but the best until episode 29. Cheers. Have a good one. See you. Huh?